because we're going to be intentional about our growing, okay? Hello everyone, my name is Amaria and welcome to Build Your Faith Podcast. This was specifically curated to let us be open and real about faith, get encouragement, and to help us grow in our relationship with God and community with others who are on the same journey as us. Listen, if faith is like a muscle, welcome to your gym. So what I need you to do is to grab your pen and your paper because you won't want to miss anything being said over here because this is to help you build your faith. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey guys. Hey everyone. So welcome back to Build Your Faith. Uh, So today I have a very, very special episode. I'm excited because I have a guest and today she's going to help us talk about something that's been um, really like close to my heart lately. And so I'm just going to let Pastor Naomi introduce herself and uh, yeah. Hi guys, my name is Naomi Tierra Putu, and I have the honor of being on this podcast today. I'm really excited about it. Um, Yeah, so what I do is I pretty much pastor in Montreal, one of the Campus Rush um, global locations with my husband, Pastor David, and um, I also have a ministry called In the Realms, and I had the opportunity of hosting my very first conference just last year in October that was called the Divine Influence Conference. And yeah, so I love to, I love fashion, I love beauty, I love God, I love Jesus, I love my family, and I just love to influence people for the glory of God. Love it, love it, love you. So basically, I briefly met uh, Pastor Naomi at her conference, um, and your conference was in called, uh, was called Divine Influence, Um, and I thought it was such a fitting um, title for um, a conference, especially in today's day and age where we know that, like, social media, um, there's a lot of um, girls, and especially guys, too, um, that are looking to influence um, with their platform that are Christians, and so I thought it was a really, really amazing uh, conference. By the way, you did amazing. I know I told you that at the end, but it was really, really all glory to God, but it was much needed. And so I kind of wanted to continue the conversation for anybody who was not um, present um, and who would like to be present when you do have it again and who just wants some tips about what it actually means to influence and who is an influencer, actually. Um, And so, yeah, we could get started with the conversation. Well, actually, I wanted to read a verse because I thought it could um, help guide this conversation. So it's taken from Matthew 5, verses 13 to 16 some of you may know it maybe you've heard it for you're about to hear it for the first time so I'll read it real quick so um, it says you are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses its saltiness how can it be made salty again it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot you are the light of the world a town built on a hill cannot be hidden neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl instead they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so my first question is, what does it mean to be a light in, a, in this world? What does that actually mean? Maybe someone heard it and is like, hmm, that's interesting, but what does that mean for me? Yeah, um, I love that verse, actually. It, it always inspires me, and I feel like it always centers me back to the identity that God has called us to as a body of Christ, right? And what this verse is really telling us is that our identity is directly linked to the ability of us carrying light. And not only are we called to 
to live our lives for Jesus and to submit to him, but through our submission to him, we will carry a certain amount of light that makes that makes it possible for us to provide light to this world. You know, the Bible would also say in the book of John that how Jesus came to this world and how he was he was he was so light that darkness couldn't even comprehend him. Mm. And I find that always that verse always like inspires me because it's like if I'm supposed to follow the example of Jesus, then I too should be a light. And people in the world might not be able to comprehend what I'm doing, but at the end of the day, as long as I'm in submission with Jesus Christ, I know that my identity is being now um, is now being fruitful on this earth. Mm, I love that. I love that. And actually, part of the question too that I wanted to ask you is what does it actually mean to have an identity as a Christian? Um, is it something associated with, oh, well, I'm a student, so this is my identity? Or is it beyond that? I don't think it's necessarily about being a student or being um, a pastor or a teacher or whatever. It's about being a child of God. That is our identity, being a child of God, submitting to Christ, submitting to his word, submitting to what he said, understanding the sovereignty of the Lord, not just like what he can do for you, not just what he can do in your career or what he can do for you on an everyday basis, but understanding how he died on the cross for you, not just for you to have all these like prosperity things on earth but in order for you to understand who he is to have access to him and to his power to have access to the power that raised jesus christ from the dead and us walking in the holy spirit and walking in union with jesus is our true identity in christ Mm, i love that i love that and i help i feel like that helps clarify uh the concept of identity for a lot of people because like i said i think a lot of people think well i'm a student so this is my identity or you know i work at such and such place or i have this career or that career and so this is my identity but i feel like like you just to echo what you said like our identity that that's not what it is when no. we're talking about christian identity it's really like what who what God did on the cross, what Jesus did on the cross for us, gave us permission to have this identity that is only capable through him. So I, I, I think that helps uh, clarify that for a lot of Christians. Also, just to add to that, it's like the Bible tells us in Ephesians that how, um, the how, how when when we have the, the spirit of christ when we're in union with the spirit of christ that is our true identity mm. so it's not really about the accolades and the things that you can achieve on this earth the bible would also say in matthew that how don't don't put your heart to things that moth and that and that ants and i don't know the insects can basically eat up right don't put your moth don't put your your mind to things that that are only momentary success put your mind and your treasures in heaven because that's where the, the real treasure lies in heavenly places and so i think that um that when we lose focus of where the real treasure is we lose focus on our identity mm. so if you're focusing on oh well i'm a i'm a pastor and so that's who I'm called to be. That's what I am on this earth. Yeah, that's great. But at the end of the day, your true identity is who you are in Christ. Like who God has, who who you are um, besides the titles, besides the accolades. That's what your true identity is. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I think just to, uh, again, echo what you said, if we put our identity in like materialistic things or things that are uh, of this world, um, you know, they fade and that's not what's going to guarantee us a place in heaven, um, you know, as being a teacher or whatever, like it's, it's not. So I really love that you um, help clarify that. So um, my next question is, what does it mean to actually have influence? And what does it mean to have divine influence? I know I mentioned that that was, you know, the name of your uh, mm -hmm. conference, your women's conference, but for anybody who was not there, or maybe they were there and they didn't fully understand, wait, divine influence, what does that mean? Can you um, just clarify both uh, words? 
Yeah, so um, the reason why I put divine in front of influence is because we have a world where everybody is considering to be influencers or social media influencers. And so what makes you different as an influencer who's in Christ? Mm. Who are you being led by? You're being led by the divine influence of the Holy Spirit. So that's why it says divine there. You're being led by by the prophetic destiny that God has called you to do, not that God has called anybody else to do. And so that's the difference between a divine influencer and a regular influencer is that you're here to express what the Holy Spirit put th- put in you th- in, on this earth, right? So first thing about being a divine influencer is that you have to first be divinely influenced by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I hope that that explains what it means. Yeah, it really does. And so I guess my next question would be, can you actually be an influencer without God? A hundred percent. Yeah, you can a hundred percent be an influencer without God. I mean, before the blood, one of my favorite influencers was actually Kim Kardashian. So, I mean, (laughs) you can definitely be an influencer without the blood of Jesus. But um, is that is that following the path of God? No. Is that where God wants you to be? No. Is that advancing the kingdom of God? No. So the thing about being a divine influencer is that you're focusing, your main focus, your main mandate is to do the will of God and to advance the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what Jesus did. And that's exactly what we're trying to do as divine influencers. Um, I find that how many times whenever you are called to be a divine influencer, but then you also are called in the world, like you're called to do things that are, that are in the world, like maybe on social media, in fashion and whatever it may be, it can be very hard to try to not compromise, right? Because you're like, okay, well, I'm an influencer. This is what all the other influencers are doing. I should be posting this. I should be saying this. I should be doing that. But there has to be a difference. There has to be a demarcation with somebody who is an influencer for Christ. I love that. I'm like trying to uh, pick what question should I ask next because you touched on so many things. Um, okay, so I'll just I'll just go with this. Okay, um, my next question would be: Does everyone have influence in that case? Um, do you think that everyone has it, even if it's positive or negative? What is your take on that? A hundred percent. I believe that. Um, everybody is called to certain levels of influence. It may not look the same. Some people are called to the church. Some people are called to the marketplace. Some people are called to social media. So, like, we, there's all different types of influence, right? Yeah. So we we all have influence, with, uh, depending on where it is. But at the end of the day, our influence as people who are of Christ should always be to advance His kingdom and should always be um, led by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So you can have people who are, there are people all around this world who are negatively influencing people, like negatively influencing children. And it's working, like it's absolutely working. Sometimes it's even working more than what people are doing in the body of Christ. So if we actually come together as influencers who are led by the Holy Spirit, can you imagine what impact that would make? How much more impact that would make than people who are who are now um, influencing political decisions or influencing what children do on a daily basis? It's like, there are influencers everywhere but we have to be the ones who are making a difference for God. I love that. And also I kind of going with this, with this answer you just gave in the previous one you gave um, for someone who wants to be an influencer, um, what would be the benefit or what would convince them? Because they're probably looking, like you said, at the world and saying, well, 
you know, I don't really have to be a Christian or I don't have to show off my Christianity or I don't have to show God content or anything relating to God to be an influencer because there's people out there that don't do that and they're successful or whatever. So what would be your, um, I guess, your push for anyone who's a Christian that doesn't feel like they need to, you know, um, have God at the forefront of their in, of their of of them being an influencer? Yeah, um, I think that sometimes that gets that gets really confusing because just because you're a Christian influencer doesn't mean that your content necessarily always has to be about Christ. Mm. And what I mean by that is that like you can be representing Christ, you can be advancing the kingdom of God, you can be doing all these things and not holding a mic to preach the gospel. Like there are people who are who are in who are teachers and they're considered influencers and they might never teach about God, but they might teach like about I don't know multiplication and math and stuff like that right but at the end of the day the fact that they're even in those rooms to be able to connect with people who are non-christian that that alone is like is going to be influencing somebody so i think like not necessarily putting yourself in a box saying that oh because i'm a christian i now have to have my page full of scriptures and and full of god stuff i'm not saying that's bad it's actually completely fine like it's it's completely okay but i think that how sometimes we just kind of pick pick our own realm of influence that we think we're called to not what god actually called us to like god could have called you to be a fashion mogul and you might never um i don't know you might never preach like td jakes but at the end of the day you being a fashion mogul you might get into rooms with other people who do not know god and you being in that room you being that light in the room is going to lead someone to christ Mm. so i think that how that's like the first part i would say is that just because you're a Christian, figure out what realm of influence you're called to. Not everybody who's Christian means that they're going to be making Christian-based content. But at the end of the day, your your content should not be compromising. At the end of the day, your if you're a Christian, your content should not be like it shouldn't be um, confusing to other people. You should still be like showing Christ without having to have a scripture on your forehead. Mm. It should be an everyday thing. It should be. It shouldn't just be like oh, um, well now I'm a Christian. Let me just do Christian stuff like your whole life should be representation of Christ regardless I love that I really love that answer because it leads me to ask this question like what does what does being an influencer as a Christian look like not a Christian influencer but a Christian as an uh, influencer as a Christian look like yeah. because of the fact that what you just said when people are in spaces should they hallelujah praise the Lord I'm a Christian what or if and if it doesn't look like that what should it look like to be an influencer who is christian yeah um kind of like a, a little bit what i what i just touched on so like i think that you should be representing that always so for example if i'm a girl who i'm called to fashion and beauty content that is what god has called me to and if i try to do anything else it would just be off cuz it's not <laughs> what god called me to do right so then i'm going to post fashion and beauty content um, if I get into a room with somebody now, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to stay quiet if those people are bashing God. I'm not going to stay quiet if they're, if they're, if they're blasting with the name of Jesus, because I'm a Christian, you know what I'm trying to say? Right. It's like you're, you're, you're able to speak up on certain things because you carry the spirit of God, mm. but I'm not saying that how that means that you can't post scripture here and there. Like, of course you can do that, but you don't have to feel pressure to do that, to prove something to other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if God has called you to a certain space, he's called you into that space for a reason. If he's called you to business, he's called you to business for a reason. It's all considered a form of ministry as long as Jesus Christ is being glorified through it. Right, right. So like your ministry could actually just be like 
doing fashion and beauty and ministering to people through that. That's your ministry. Your ministry could be being a business mogul. That's your ministry. And that means that how, because that's your ministry, you have to act exactly how a pastor would act in the sense where you're fasting before, before, um, before fashion meetings or you're fasting before business meetings or you're praying before business meetings or you're actually making sure that the Holy Spirit is involved in every business move that you make because you are a Christian influencer. Mm. You're being led by Christ. That's what a Christian influencer is. And I feel like, well, a lot of people are, are accidentally walking in a calling that's like not necessarily theirs because they feel like because they're a Christian influencer, they have to be preaching the gospel mm. on the on the thing, on, like on, on Instagram. And that's not necessarily how it is for everybody, right? So, right. yeah. Yeah, no, that was a very, I think that was a very important answer that you gave because I think there's a misconception in the um, the Christian community about like, what what is a, a, being a light in the in the midst of darkness look like and what does it take to to be a light in the midst of darkness you know and so the reason why i'm bringing that point up is cuz i know there's like a lot of noise about um Maverick City and all of these different um, artists or people who are influencers um, being in certain spaces. And so it brings me to my next question. Should Christians stay in Christian spaces only? I, I personally, I mean, people are not going to agree with me on this, but at the end of the day, I know what I'm called to do through Christ. Mm-hmm. I don't personally think that every Christian is called to stay in Christian spaces. I know even for myself, I don't necessarily see myself staying in the four corners of the church. Like, that's just not what I'm called to do. Like, mm-hmm. like that's just not what I'm called to do. So if you're somebody who is called to make worship music and then you end up, um, you know, being nominated for Grammy Awards and you end up going to the Grammys, I'm not saying that you should um, be able... I'm not saying that, that if you know what is going to be performed at the Grammys, you shouldn't partake in those, in those things because it's not Christian, it's not Christ-like. But at the end of the day, if you accepting an award on stage and you saying that how Jesus is the way, he's the only way, glorify him, that alone can save someone's life. Right. Even if it's just one person. He left the 99 for the one, right? Mm-hmm. So even if it's just one person that gets saved because you were in a room full of sinners saying, this is the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the way. This is the, this is the truth and this is the life. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, why not? Some people are actually called to that. Some right. people are actually anointed for that. Um, Jesus himself was amongst prostitutes, sinners, tax collectors, amongst people who were considered the rejects and the and the people who were denied of this world, right? I'm not saying we're all called to be like Jesus. Like, we don't all have that grace to sit amongst those people and not be influenced by them. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. We don't all have the grace to be able to sit amongst people who are, who are sinners or considered sinners of this world and actually not be influenced by them. So you have to know your grace, know, your, know what you're called to. If I know that that I'm called to make impact in this world as a Christian, but I don't have the strength and the discipline necessary to not do drugs and to not fall off and to not be like this world, I should call on the Holy Spirit for more help. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really like that answer. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I really, really like that answer because it, I think it helps a lot of people, again, like remove that mindset of like just christians need to be in christian spaces because my issue with that is that i feel like that's where a lot of judgment comes in because people have this like in the box idea of what what christians should be doing as it relates to their ministry but it's like 
you know, you don't know the relationship that they have with God or the conversation they have with God or what God revealed to them or what God called them to. And so to just automatically judge because of your um, in the box idea of what people as Christians should be doing, it's not it's not fair. Um, And so, yeah, I just really, I really appreciate your answer. I don't know if you wanted to add anything, but you definitely can if you wanted to. Um, Yeah, no, like like what you're saying is 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 really true. And it's something that I talk about a lot with my husband because uh, he's called to be a pastor, but he's also called to business. I'm called to be a pastor, but I'm also called to like different realms of, of like of, um, of influence, right? So I think that like that's something we talk about a lot. And one of the big things we always talk about is that although we are called to those spaces that are not necessarily going to be full of Christians, we have to always be people that will never compromise. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing to, to always keep in mind is that um, although you were called to go to the Grammys or go to Hollywood or or make impact in, in areas that are that are just full of darkness, like you still have to be somebody who will be flat footed and be strong in the word of the Lord, right? Yeah. And also not really don't really care about what everybody has to say or everybody's opinion. If I cared about everybody's opinion, then I probably would not do anything with my life. But that's just the matter of, of it, right? And I feel like a lot of us Christians who are called to certain spaces that not all Christians are going to like, we are foregoing our purposes because of it. Mm. You know, we're, we're foregoing our talents because of it. The Bible will talk about the parable of the talents, how there were three different servants. Each of them were giving um, as much as they were able to, to produce, right? But the one who was given the one talent, he had the ability to produce more, but he sat on it. He sat on it. Because right. of the own, I don't know if it was because of insecurities. I don't know if it was because of what people said. I don't know what it was. But he sat on his talent. He didn't invest in what God had given him and he missed out. He missed out on so much. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like we have to be people who are flat-footed in what God has told us, what God has told us, not what the world has told us, what Jesus Christ has told us directly. Mm, I love that. I love that. And it's not easy, but, you know, I think people just got to keep their eyes on the cross yeah. when it comes to their calling. Keep your eyes on the cross. People will talk. People will say this and that. But you know what? Your your validation comes from God, not from people. And I think that's yeah. what, especially as a young person, especially as someone who is either new in the faith or, yeah, like you just have to remember to keep your eyes on the cross despite yeah. of everything. So um, another thing that you mentioned um, was compromise. And so my question is, how does one be an influencer and not compromise for the sake of likes, views, subscribers, followers, all that? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you really have to have a deep relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, it really goes down to that. Like, that's the only way. That's the only way to have not a non-compromising relationship with God. Because there are times, like, I could be totally transparent on this. There are times where I want to use a sound that is trending. On my TikTok. I mean, why not? It's trending. I'm going to get like 50,000 views if I use a sound. Why not, Lord? But you will just feel the conviction in your spirit. Like you will just feel it, you know? Like if you, are, if you are truly somebody who walks with Christ on a daily basis, actually has a relationship with him, you would feel that conviction and you know what he has told you. And so therefore, you can't compromise on that. I think that's how you build a relationship where you just don't compromise. And um, it can be hard. It's a process. But... What is it to what is it for a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Right. That's it. So it's like if your if your main focus is to gain followers, to gain likes, to gain what you consider a level of influence, 
then you'll gain that, but you will lose your soul in the process. Mm. Come on. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's really great. And one thing that I, I had to remind myself something I knew for a, a while, but it's something that being in the space, you have to remind yourself constant, constantly is that I would rather have one like or one view or one follower, or one subscriber, but I'm doing the things of God and I'm doing what God is calling on me to do. And that person is actually like saved through that. Yeah. than having a thousand, a million views, likes, whatever, but no one is saved. No one is like interacting properly, not with me, but like th- this content that i'm making is not drawing anybody to christ like then what's the point you know yeah. so i just want people to to remember that as they're creating content or putting themselves themselves out there as an influencer so yeah. so what are the dangers of uh people not using their god-given influence or do you see any negative impact that could happen there of course yeah um going back to the parables of the talents uh that man who didn't use or invest his talent actually ended up um you know having to having to suffer internal damnation it's not anything great it's not anything funny it's actually awful you know there's a lot of people who are giving up what god has given them and they're suffering now right mm-hmm. um of course there are times where where fear and um and and complacency can tr- can try to take us over but you have to get to the point where it's like if i know that god has given me this if god has places in my hands by fire or by force He's the one who's going to lead me. He's the one who's going to take me there. There are so many times in my past, like I would have to say that how in the past two years, I've actually truly started walking boldly in, in what God has called me to do. And the reason why I say that is because there are so many times in my, in my walk with, with Christ where I know that I know that I know God has said this, but I'm like, nah, <laughs> I just, I just can't do that. But one thing that always scares me and checks me is that story about the parable of the talents. I would suggest someone to actually go and read it themselves if they really want to be checked by God because it will just let you know that how you cannot go your life without investing what God has put inside of you. Mm. You cannot. Yeah, that's really, that's good. And even as you were talking, I'm thinking for someone who's shy, for someone who's more of an introvert and God is like, I I feel like sometimes or a, a lot of the times it's like, God would ask you to do something that's completely out of your comfort zone. And it's like, but God, I'm an introvert, but you're asking me to speak. And, or God, you know, I'm someone who, who likes such and such. And you're asking me the opposite, like for someone who's shy or, or or any other things that I have mentioned or any other things that you could think of, what would be your advice for them to do, you know, to come out of their comfort zone and to do what Holy Spirit asked them to do? I would say that like, if you're if you're so shy to the point where it's crippling you to do the will of God, we need to like we need to reevaluate a few things. Like if if you're so shy to the point where it's like even just like doing the will of God is just a no no for you, you need to actually consider: Do you fear God? Mm, like yeah. do you have reverence for the Holy Spirit? Like that's what that's what actually makes me get in check because I'm naturally a shy person. I guess like that's what that's what I would call myself before. I'm naturally a shy person. I'm naturally a person who can't like public speak. If I get a mic, it's really not me who's speaking. I can promise you that. But I I I fear God so much that I cannot go without doing His will. I cannot allow fear and shyness and lack of confidence to to allow to take control of me because then it's like who's actually controlling me, God or the devil? Mm. <laughs> that part like is is god fearful no 
So if if it's not if I'm walking in fear, if I'm walking in lack of confidence, if I'm walking in insecurities, that's not of God. Am I even doing the will of God at that point? Mm. So it's like if I'm so shy to the point where like it's crippling the the will of God in my life, I need to reevaluate a few things. Mm. No, that's that's good, and I relate as well with the whole. Um, you know, public speaking and things like that. I'm actually introverted and public public speaking actually scares me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, scared me, past tense. Um, so I, I, I completely understand because that's that's me. I had to yield my, my fears to God yeah. and really be like, listen, like, I, I trust that you're able to take over and do what you need to do. I'm just a vessel. I'm just, you know, your servant. So take over. And it, that's that's basically what has happened and what is happening right now because I used to have a big fear of that. And so, I, but I've heard a lot of people say, like, even what you're doing, despite if God, you know, asked me to do that, like, I cannot. And I'm like, I understand. But at some point you need to just face your face your fears yeah. and just go for it and do what it is that God is calling on you to do. So, Absolutely. yeah. And everybody has has like their their insecurities and stuff like that like you know we see Gideon in the bible he's like I'm from the weakest clan I'm from the weakest tribe everything about me is weak what are you really gonna do with me God mm-hmm. everything about me is weak like it's not gonna work out and he asked God for signs upon signs upon signs in order for him to have that confidence so if that person who is so shy and is so um crippled by that shyness if you need to ask the Lord for more confirmation about things feel free to do so the Lord will speak to you. Mm. He spoke to Gideon. He gave Gideon that backup. He gave Gideon that uh, reassurance. And he will surely do it to us today. It's kind of the beauty of God, too. You know, being being one way and him asking you to come out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Because it makes you it makes you do something that people cannot credit to you. Exactly. You know, I have no choice. Anytime anybody says, oh, you did great or whatever. It's not me. It's God. I can't even take the credit because if one day God decides to not give me that grace and I get up on the mic and do it by my own strength, I'm going to fumble the bag. (laughs) You know, so I have no choice but to say, like, to God be the glory. It is God. It's not me. And so um, I think people need to to just allow themselves to be used by God and for him to get the glory in the process. So, yeah. Yeah. So I also wanted to ask, are you a true influencer if you're not effective if you're not if you're in the space of influencing do you think that someone is actually a true influencer if they're not effective especially in the if we're talking in a christian context um i think we have to go back to like what effective really means in in certain areas because like for example if that could be that could be answered in so many ways i'll break it down this way for example, if somebody's called to be a preschool teacher, but they're really trying to operate as a social media influencer, that's not being effective. It doesn't matter how, how great your social media pops. If you are called to be a preschool teacher and you're not doing that, that's, that's ineffective. It's like, it's not working. Mm. It's not great. Then you also have the people who are, who are called to be a preschool teacher, but at the end of the day, it's like, you kind of get lazy at some point and you're not really doing what you need to do. That's also not being effective. So... I would say that how first, before you even figure out if you're effective in that area, be sure about the area that you're even called to influence mm. and then master that, like master that, um, ask the Lord to, to walk you through it, to teach you how to be effective in that area. But also we can't be people who look at somebody else's realm of influence and say, oh my gosh, like they're not really doing much because they're probably doing exactly what God has called them to do. Right. But it's just right. something that we can understand. Right. So 
um, yeah, I hope that answers the question. It's like, we have to know exactly how we're called to influence in order to know if we're being effective in it. Um, I think that we also can't look at what somebody else is doing and say how they're ineffective if we don't understand what they're called to do. Right, right. I, I love that answer because it, it, it brings me to my next question, actually. Um, do you think that people, you know, want to influence for the wrong reasons? Definitely, I, I do think that sometimes people want to influence for the wrong reasons, especially if it's um, the type of influence that is on social media or um, more of like a public space. I feel mm -hmm. like that's maybe sometimes for the wrong reasons. But uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about the heart check, right? Even if it is for the wrong reasons, I think that eventually if we pray for them or if we pray for ourselves, if it's us that's doing it for the wrong reasons, we can always, you know, align ourselves, realign ourselves with God's will. Mm, okay, that's a, that's a good answer as well. Okay, so what should people expect, whether it's positive or negative, uh, to the task of being an influencer? I think people who, if we're talking about, you know, like you said, being a public influencer, someone who is um, on social media, uh, whether it's Instagram or whatever, YouTuber, all that, maybe they don't fully understand um, what comes with being an influencer, mm -hmm. um, whether it's positive or negative. So what are the uh, things that comes uh, with being a, an influencer? Um... I would say some of the things that comes with it are people are going to judge you most times than not, um, especially if you're a pastor and you're doing things like YouTube or fashion or beauty. I think that people are not used to seeing that or um, they don't want to see that, especially if they're Christians. They're just like, no, you should just be holding a mic and preaching and sitting down. But I think that how people will place you in a box sometimes and it will it will have like this negative impact. But at the end of the day, it goes back to you knowing and being flat-footed about what God has told you. I think it goes back to you being sure and positive and disciplined and submitted to the will of God and not allowing those negative influences to affect you. Then on the other hand, you have the positive influences where you have a conference or you have a podcast or you have these, um, these connections with people online and they're truly blessed and they're truly transformed by what God is saying and doing through you. And I think how as long as you have that alone, knowing that how people are, people are truly being transformed by the words of God that are proceeding out of your mouth, that alone is good. Mm. So it kind of just outweighs all the negativity that comes with being an influencer as long as you're doing it correctly. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Because I think that, um, again, I think that a lot of people, whether it's going into the ministry or, you know, starting a YouTube channel, um, they may not think of all the different aspects of that um actually i don't know if you've had any experiences with whether it's you preaching or you um posting on youtube or instagram where it's like whoa i didn't expect that to come from this i'm trying to do something good and this is happening i don't have any experiences like outright where it's been like someone's just like what are you doing like i don't have any experiences really like that okay. um that have been upfront with me. I think most of my experiences that are upfront are in the, the realms of the spirit. Like I'll have like, um, you know, principalities or something um, address me in a dream. And it will just confirm to me more that God is supposed to use my social media to bless other people because mm. it will, it will come like, it will come like really, really strong. Like I'll get, um, really strong dreams about principalities being angry about things that I posted that have to do with God or, mm -hmm. or, um, something that I said that has to do with the Holy spirit. 
And those are just evidence for me that God is clearly getting the glory out of this. Right. And what made you not want, like, not stop? Uh, the fear of the Lord, definitely. <laughs> that's <laughs> strong. That's a good answer. Yeah. yeah, the fear of the Lord makes me not stop. The fear of the Lord, the love of people. I love people so much. Um, I want to see people transformed. I was truly transformed by the blood of Jesus Christ. I have a background of new ageism, a background of drugs, a background of just nonsense, pretty much. And so I'm, I'm so passionate about doing the will of God. I'm so passionate about actually being submitted to the Holy Spirit and passionate about seeing people transformed by his Holy Spirit. Because it's the most like, it's the most beautiful thing. I think that nothing in the world can compare to when you actually see somebody living out the will of God on their lives Mm -hmm. and they're truly happy and they're truly joy, joy that the world cannot give you, joy that surpasses all understanding. That's what makes me keep going personally. Mm -hmm. No, I like, I love that answer. It's like, it's a simple answer. And I think sometimes it's the simple answers that make people be like, ah, oh, is it a cliche answer? Yeah. But it's like, no, that is really, it's that's really it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Okay. So last question that I have is what would be your advice to anyone looking to be an influencer in this world? Um, even if it doesn't look like a social media influencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my advice would be, to be bold and to also be humble to the voice of God. Because mm. I think that no matter what type of influence you're called to, as long as there's some type of elevation and, um, you know, that, that elevation is, is, um, is making you happy or excited, as long as that's, that's there, there's always a point in your life where pride can kind of creep in. And I feel like when pride creeps in, we might we kind of just shut out the voice of God. So mm-hmm. always being humble to what God is telling you and having zeal, but having zeal to to actually be led by the Holy Spirit first. So that's what I would say to somebody who is called to any type of influence. Always always be led by the Holy Spirit. Always have the the submission of God in mind and and always have that zeal and that passion necessary to consistently do what you're called to do. Mm, okay actually as you were talking i thought of something last last um you know someone who may be already in the influ- influencer space i don't know if you even a- uh, if you asked if you answered that question already but how do they know how would they know they're in the right space for them that god ordained them to be in mm-hmm. the way to know that you're in the right space is to to just kind of have like that strong relationship with god um to allow him to speak to you, even things that you necessarily don't want to hear. Because I find like sometimes if we're so sure or we think that we're so sure about something, we might not even want to hear if God's telling us it's the wrong thing. Right. So, But if you're so open and if you have a, that, that open relationship with God, then you're able to hear correction from him. You're able to hear, um, you know, correction to be able to go into the right direction. So I would say having the, the wisdom of God, asking God, God, may your wisdom and may your grace come upon me so I'm able to hear your direction for my life. Mm, like yeah. actually humbly praying that, humbly believing that the Lord is speaking to you and allowing him to guide your life, not guiding your life by your by your own self. It's not mm. going to work that way. Yeah. No, I really, I like that answer as well. I think that's uh, very helpful for people who are like, well, I'm already on social media. I'm already doing this, but you know what? Maybe I need to reevaluate here. So I think that's going to help a lot of people just have a conversation with God on 
you know, from here on out, where do yeah. I need to go? And if I'm in the right space and if not, like Holy Spirit, show me. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much all my questions. And so I'm just going to let you close this out in prayer. Um, just for anybody who needs some help in this area. Okay. Excuse my voice because we're coming from this call. But Father God, I lift up your people who are listening to this podcast right now, oh God. Father Lord, I pray that you will breathe your Holy Spirit on them, oh Lord. That you would breathe your instruction, that you would breathe your grace, oh Father. Father Lord, whoever is hearing this podcast right now and needs to be influenced by your Spirit, let it be so, oh Jesus. That they would first be influenced by your Holy Spirit. That they would first be led by your Spirit of truth. And then may you lead them into the place that they are called to influence, oh God. And Father God, when you lead them to that place, oh God, may you give them the proper instruction may you give them the proper wisdom necessary to operate in that place with grace O lord and may they never take the glory from you O father but at the end of the day may they give you and you alone the glory alone and may it always be with the eye to advance your kingdom in jesus name i pray Amen. amen 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 well thank you so much pastor naomi for being a guest today uh, i'm super excited to re-listen to this because i definitely this was for me as well but thank you so much i appreciate it and for everyone who's listening thank you for listening and uh, have a good rest of your day guys thank you